0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: You fucking idiot. <laughs> it's showtime, folks. This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo!
2: the biggest battleground in the history of our sport.
1: To the Cultaholic Classic <laughs> Nitro review. I'll have to change that because that's a Raw review thing. Yeah, we need our own things. We need, our own, we need things. our own things. Can't borrow considering things. Considering you're playing for both sides. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment we've waited quite a long time for because now on the Classic Raw review timeline, we've hit 1995 of September. 1995 <laughs> of September. Oh, wow. Oh. And that, of course, means that is where World Championship Wrestling comes along.
2: Yes, and they launch, well, they, they've been around for a while, but it's where they launch Nitro and it's where they really start going after mm. WWF.
1: So it made sense to, to do something to, to follow the trail that WCW leaves. And it was either going to be we incorporate it into the classic war review or we do its own thing. And, you know, as, as you may know, Dr. Sam Driver here is uh, quite the nitro boy.
2: Yeah, I, I, I love WCW. It's crap, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why
1: we love it, because it's crap. So we welcome you to the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. Every week, Sam and I will be here going through the rigors of WCW Monday Nitro. We watched the first episode last week. Yes, watch along, yeah. style-y With oh. Now, take me back then. So when did you discover WCW? Uh,
2: I was just a kid, and uh, I've told this story a thousand, thousand times. So but sorry, not on this podcast. Sorry if you're bored of it. Uh, but we we didn't have Sky, so we couldn't watch the WWF. But we did have Satellite, and we were able to get Cartoon Network, which at 9pm changes over to TNT, and on Friday nights they would rerun that Monday's Nitro. So we were able to keep in the loop a few days behind. And not every week, but most weeks, yeah. Watch Nitro for a couple of hours.
1: What were your favorite cartoons on the Cartoon Network?
2: Uh, I loved all the cartoon cartoons. (laughs) So like Dexter's Lab, uh, Cow and Chicken, Johnny Bravo, uh, you know, Powerpuff Girls. Just that entire run of cartoons is just god tier. Just absolute god tier.
1: I seem to remember... I'm sure that on my telly, WCW went fuzzy after about 10 minutes?
2: So if you didn't have the package, I think, you Mm. needed the package that included TNT. Right. Because, yeah, it wasn't like an exact science. Sometimes if you had... Like, a, a channel switched over, and it was to, like, a pay-per-view channel or something. Like, mm. uh, you know, there's boxing on, or football on, mm-hmm. and you weren't supposed to get it. Sometimes you get maybe five, ten minutes. Sometimes you get ten seconds. It was just whenever they did the sweep and cut, av- like, everybody out.
1: It's like the less sexy version of the ten-minute preview. Yeah, kind of. From back in the day. Yeah. Who was the first wrestler from Dub C-Dub that, that really popped off the
2: page for you? Um... Goldberg was the first I mean Sting of course but like Goldberg was just unlike anything I'd ever seen when he came on the scene but uh, Sting I always loved I, I loved Hollywood Hogan I absolutely loved Hollywood Hogan um, we were a Lex Luger household for some reason <laughs> i don't know why but we're a lex luger household um there has to be one lex luger household in every street john tenter john tenter i remember and I, john tenter will always be one of my favorites obviously you know avalanche and earthquake and then the shark
1: do you know what it shows that you're a wcw guy but because the first name you go to <laughs> when you mention john tenter is oh avalanche avalanche, <laughs> okay. avalanche from back then <laughs> Yeah, I've got some little, just
2: little bits on everybody who appears on the show. So we'll really? go through. But there is a whole situation surrounding the name Avalanche, and it comes up about a year from oh. a year from now.
1: Go through it. So yeah. we're gonna. So a few notes from the Wrestling Observer before we get underway, and then we'll I'll talk us through the rigors of this week's episode of Monday Nitro. The second ever Monday Nitro. It was a we did the watch along last week of episode one, uh, and and in general a big success for WCW. Yeah, uh, numbers were good. They weren't great yet, but. No, promising promising
2: and we had the surprise reveal of Lex Luger Mm -hmm. which uh, that was huge we had some uh, sort of uh, the Eric Bischoff special which is uh, you know you're going to be the car crashes in my cards with the younger faster more agile guys kind of kicking things off in the form of Pillman uh, and liger and it kind of builds and builds and builds we've got pasta mania everything's <laughs> kicking off tom
0: it's all kicking Matt off D'Amanda,
2: scott norton wasn't happy he was a very red boy <laughs> he was a very red boy <laughs> uh, the main event
1: of that first episode of nitro has gone back and forth uh, for quite a few months for a while it was looking like it was going to be hogan and paul orndorff as we discussed yes. the other plan was going to be a surprise appearance by vader at the end of the night to challenge Hulk Hogan. However, that didn't quite go according to plan. So go to and so this is how by the seam of the pants. Yeah, this episode of Nitro, the first episode of Nitro, truly was because up until Wednesday, yeah, uh, the Wednesday before, we, the plan was to have Hogan rock uh, have Hogan there, Big Bubba Rogers, but then have Vader turn up. Yeah. at the end of the night to to challenge for.
2: A title match. That would have been beautiful. It would would have been stunning. It would have been, oh, just everything you want out of a match. Vader just beating the piss out of Hogan for, (laughs) for, what, like a good solid eight, nine minutes? but don't work much more than that <laughs> it really doesn't and at this point as well on the Wednesday
1: morning at this point the, the deal with Lex Luger uh, had fallen apart yes. uh, there was money which there wasn't enough money being thrown towards Lex Luger he wasn't coming over at this point uh, WCW only willing to offer him a thousand dollars per night that's nothing mate so basically pennies uh, the
2: crack is uh, I believe that Sting was the guy who kind of hooked Luger up yes um, and then Luger came in and Bischoff was like I don't really want or need you Mm. And I, I've got no real use for you. But if you want to jump away, then all right. But I don't really want you. So I'm going to make you a really insulting offer. And Lex just went, all right, took it. Okay, bye. Well, well not initially, because then what happened, because what's happening Oh, was... yeah, there's a lot of dispute back and forth first. Mm. And, but, like, he eventually realizes that... You know, there, there ain't many other options out there for old Lex Luger.
1: Cut to Wednesday where Hogan, where, where WCW is is putting on a, a show uh, and Vader turns up late. He's meant to yep. be going out to do interviews with with uh, Mean Gene Oakland and gets into a bit of a verbal, whether he's just overtired and grumpy, with Paul Orndorff. This ends in uh, a very a very verbal altercation, lots of swear words thrown around.
2: You're not Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm Mr. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful and you're not <laughs> wonderful.
1: And it ended in a fight with, with with oh. Orndorff taking Vader down, Vader got a good punch in on Orndorff, yeah. leaving him with a black eye to do some job of matches with. Yeah. Uh, but Vader very much seen as the, the wrong in the party. As he was the one that turned up late. He was the one that threw the first punch. Yeah. So he's out the door.
2: It's, Vader hot-headed. I think that's, mm. a, that's a fair way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vader obviously famously getting arrested in Kuwait, was it? <laughs> while it, under contract <laughs> yes. for WWF. And like he was just sent straight to prison. Um, Vader, it, it's, it's temperament, I think, more than anything. But I would have loved... For Vader, Because Vader had a, you know, he had a run with WCW before that. He's a kind of a name that it'd still be a big shock, I think, to mm. have him pop up. It was, yeah, yeah, and that's
1: why it would have been a big deal to have yeah. him on the first Nitro, but didn't happen that way. Um, Vader's very apologetic for what went on, but they've just said, look, let's just let cooler heads prevail. Let's go have a chat with Lex Luger. Yeah, so, hey, uh, Lex, I they lit the deal <laughs> up again, and what we got was what the what was reached like days before this. Uh, Lex Luger, uh, t- who had worked the the Canadian loop for the WWF that yeah. weekend, mm-hmm. so signed off on the Sunday, yeah, got on a was,
2: flight to Minneapolis. He was went, in New Brunswick, and then yeah, mm-hmm. just quietly sauntered on down. God, that
1: must have been weird,
2: knowing everything without a contract and just turned up.
1: Yeah, but no, but going doing that WWF show with all your all your mates, yeah, and I don't know how many he would I mean let being slip. able to
2: just kind of go. <laughs> yeah,
1: not many had, not many knew about it. It was no, it was no. a shock to the industry when he rocked up on that particular night. So there we go. Luger's, Luger's in. Tonight's main event on night shows for the WCW title. Mm-hmm. Uh, away from uh, that, whilst, you know, also this week, and maybe this is why why Vader was grumpy, because earlier in the week, he, Hogan Savage, Sting, and Kevin Sullivan were in LA filming an episode of Baywatch.
2: Yes, yeah. There are photos of this out there somewhere, I believe, yes. on the WWE.com gallery. It's very weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Vader Vader and Baywatch. That's, that's what everybody wants. Slow-mo Vader running down the beach. You know? <laughs> it's lovely. A lot of this was shot Jiggling at Bash for of... Justice. <laughs> Jiggling for
1: <laughs> justice. A lot of it was shot at Bash of the Beach, but they did some pickup Yeah, bits. they kind
2: of do all the pickup
0: shots,
1: right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Hogan and Vader did more stunts to add to their match. That was why they went back was to H- Hogan happily will bump for Hollywood.
2: Yeah. Lest we forget yeah, You'll Hogan. For Hollywood But you'll also Absolutely wreck Like four people On the set of Rocky 3 mm. By just grabbing him And manhandling him but it was like I'm sure he proper Like over manhandled Sylvester Stallone as well Did he yeah, And it was a bit like Ooh. And I'm sh- I think he sent a few people To the hospital
1: Oh my yeah. gosh That's quite exciting uh, Gene Oakland in the news this week in The Observer, because uh-huh. according to The Observer, Gene Oakland's contract expires this week. Uh, but Despite the fact he's very much the, a pivotal part of the last moments of the first Nitro. Yes,
2: and WCW as a whole.
1: And WCW as a whole. Yeah. Uh, he said both sides are very far apart when it comes to doing a new deal. Oakland has tried to use Titan as leverage saying that he could walk back into Todd Pettingill's role and run the 900 line from WWF. However, the folks at WCW don't think McMahon will replace Pettingill with Oakland and that's probably right to be fair I,
2: yeah I mean uh, I couldn't naf, see Vince as naff as Pettengill was from time to time I it was all about a younger fresher face at that yeah. point with WWE so you know it, it's it would have been nice to see Oakland back but then I think he would have been kind of relegated and it wouldn't have been quite the role but Got used to in WCW.
1: I also think pettingil cheaper.
2: Yeah, probably <laughs> immeasurably cheaper.
1: Yeah, and at this point, like, and it's funny how, like, when you watch stuff like this now, how how it echoes what's going on now. You know, we're, yeah. we're watching a company that is uh, about to pick up momentum in a major wrestling war, mm-hmm. uh, and we're watching uh, the WWF at this point throw their focus into younger, cheaper talent. Yes, and less, less, less muscular talent. Or yeah, not so much less muscular, but less. Hench. Mm. Talent <laughs> Hidden more hidden hench than uh, extroverted yeah. hench at this point. Uh so that, that's those, those some of the notes from the, the observer for this week. Got a few other bits to do as we go along. Uh, the show starts. Monday nitro starts with Bischoff announcing that Vader is awol and changes
2: will be coming to the War Games pay per view this Sunday. There's
1: a pay per view Sunday. All this is yeah, going on it's and it's
2: building up, building up, building up. War games. There's always something on the horizon. So you've got to just Set the ball in motion. I right? just
1: I just always assumed that they would I didn't I think a pay view would be this soon with Nitro. <laughs> but I guess like you know, you had Rampage and you had all out. I'm right. gonna draw a lot of comparisons as we go through this to what AEW are doing. Because even watching this episode, yeah, you, you can got see all really some of excited about it, didn't you? Yeah. Cause that was the first time I'd ever <laughs> watched that first episode Nitro all the way through. Yeah. And just to see like all those like it's like you get the you get the same energy that you get from people from WWE turning up in AEW. Yeah. Okay. Of whatever level. I know Michael Wall Street is one of those. But even then, I was like, Wow, he was on Raw, and I was for somebody who's watching Raw week to week, it was like, Oh my god, he was on Raw the other week.
2: Yeah. And now he's here, just doing his due. Do. Let's let's see more
1: of that as we go through. Uh, but we will welcome to Monday Nitro our opening match uh, is. Uh, remember, we it was the point that Sam made that uh, Bischoff had made the car crash. On the card. Yes. You don't get more car crash than Sabu.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> who so... takes on Alex Wright in our opener. <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh, Sabu, obviously, uh, famously had walked out of ECW. Um, and it got very awkward. He no-showed a uh, pay-per-view leading to Heyman firing him live on air, legitimately, uh, to take a booking for New Japan Pro Wrestling, who he was working closer with. But then when you come back stateside, where are you going to work? So he has to come to WCW. And Sabu is perfect for this kind of Eric Bischoff car crash Mm. element. Uh, And he's up against Alex Wright. And Alex Wright is... is, uh Hugely underrated wrestler. Started at the age of 16, was trained by his dad, Steve Wright, who's a British wrestler. Um, Not a radio DJ. No. Steve Uh, Wright in the morning. (laughs) Go on to hold like the TV title, tag title, the Cruiserweight title. He worked with uh, Disco Inferno. He was a bit of a disco dancing lunatic for a bit. Then they made him into a bit of a rivet head much later down the line. (laughs) Uh, And then Columbine happened. And so they dialed it back a bit because he was being very ominous in a lot of trench coats and stuff and then he becomes a dancing idiot rivet head but my favorite thing is my favorite alex Wright is das wunderkind because das wunderkind is it's just so pure he's just a happy chippy like baby face just like yeah like proper full-blown and if you play i can't remember is it world tour there's a Nitro game where he <laughs> dramatically I do you're do with this. And you've got, you've got like the character selection screen, but instead of it just being a picture of the wrestler or a little animated wrestler, it cuts to a small video of them telling you why you should pick them. And Alex Wright, he looks like a deer in the headlights. Like somebody's just thrown him through a door and he's had no idea. <laughs> so he turns around, like on the spot, just jumps, fists up. And then he goes, hey man, it's Alex Wright, it's a German. If you want to know what the Germans are about, Pick me and you're gonna have a hell of a victory. I, I promise! promise. <laughs> and then he just got enough
1: It's the I promise it's at the my end. It's Please my favorite,
2: let favorite, me favorite play favorite in thing. the game. <laughs>
1: uh, I I liked that bit in World Tour where they had that the little attention to detail yeah, nice, with that. Right. I really like yeah. that. Well, I mean World Tour was it
0: was a bit. <laughs> no, no. No.
1: It was 2D, but then well, every time you did like a move, the camera would spin. So you you get proper motion sickness playing it. Yeah. If, if I if it's the no, one I'm thinking the PS1 of, it's one one.
2: I think it's yeah. It's, or is it like Nitro versus the World or something? Okay, it's oh, one maybe. of those early PS1 games, but it's still poo. So yeah, it's, don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> they were, They wouldn't. They wouldn't get the formula right until Revenge. Yeah. That and that is where they really go to the races. Um, Alex Wright, his his role in WCW is is far more important than history will truly tell you. Yeah. Because, like, they had a big following in Europe, WCW, mm-hmm. and there was one, there was only ever one WCW pay-per-view recorded in Germany. Right. And it was called, I think it was called Millennium Final, or right. WCW Millennium Final. And, it featured Alex Wright, I think, doing four matches. <laughs> like he was in he was in a <laughs> battle royal. He was drafted into a tag match. He, went he was the distance. He goes he the distance. Did. And then gets
2: jobbed out by Hogan in the main event. He
1: was randomly in a match with Kevin Nash okay. on the card. Like he had a hell okay. of a push for a whole night going for the going for the WCW European Cup. Yes. Which is a real thing. It's a real thing. Paul. I was so excited. It's a real thing. I thought it was something made up for the night for this European this German WCW pay-per-view. Yeah. But it's a real thing that like Sting one in the in the early 90s I think they should never defend they should bring
2: more of this stuff back like house show specific tournaments because then you're gonna you're gonna be able to keep the matches similar but there's still something at the end of it and it's, yeah. you know you don't need to publicize it but it makes it more exciting if you've seen a tournament happen on the night
1: I think there's there's so much more they could do to to just in wrestling today to bring more fun and an action to the house show events. Yes. It's one thing just to have the wrestlers there, but I feel like in some of them more saturated markets, you need to bring something a little different. I mean, like as we're, as we're sat recording this time recording, like WWE are, are doing their UK tour mm-hmm. and, and that is being sold on the fact that WWE hasn't been in the UK for a long time. Yeah. So it will do well
2: regardless. Yeah, for sure. I mean, WWE wrestling in general has such a huge audience over here in the UK, like let alone Europe as a wider entity. But uh, yeah, WWE don't ever seem to be able to do mega bad business on the house show loop in the UK, do they?
1: No. They've, uh, what, was your first, what was your first WWF house show experience? Uh,
2: I, it was 2009. Yeah. 2009. It took a long time for me to go to a house show. But it was the DX revenge farewell tour thing. So I got to see, you know, Trips and Sean. That was nice. I think MVP was on the card. I don't really remember much <laughs> about it, but it was a fun night. Fun night.
1: I remember Birmingham in
2: 1991.
1: Yes, because <laughs> I'm I'm oh, the, the other day in the office, Ross said, "Who uh, was it you fancy when you were growing up, Tom?" Barbara Windsor. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Babs like the Queen was a looker when I was a kid, um, but I would say with that one, I remember, and it's you I remember one out to banknotes were you, Tom? I couldn't tell you because <laughs> although I am now glad that they're now <laughs> they're now made of that special material that. <laughs>
2: They're waterproof. It's fine. They're now
1: waterproof. Just it took,
2: give it a quick wipe down against the trousers. Took, leg them, it took and them thirty years. <laughs> took them thirty years
1: to realise that people fancied the Queen. Um, <laughs> hey, look. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the broadband in my ass is really bad. Um, so, <laughs> but that first show, I had to go back onto, onto CageMatch dot net to remember some of the results, and I was like, yes. I got to see like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Title. Then like Savage versus Warrior. You got warrior like Golden or... Era. I got here. Golden got like Era and I don't very, remember it. the very
2: it. tail end of it, but it yeah. didn't matter because it was the UK and we were so unloved that it was just mm. like, oh. Any wrestlers <laughs> ever Just that I've seen I, on
1: telly in the in the mid nineties they used to do shows at Whitley Bay Ice Rink. Mm-hmm. There's the well, idea of the Undertaker had, versus Yokozuna at Whitley we Bay Ice always Rink. Always
2: have the what would become the Newcastle Telewest West Arena. Mm. Uh, think, now the Utilita, utilita arena. arena. Yeah, so it was.
1: It, it used it, to be called the Metro Radio Arena. It was, and I was trained because I used to work for the rival to Metro Radio. Yes, I sort of a heart. And we were told, never call it the Metro Radio Arena. Call it the Newcastle Arena.
2: Newcastle Arena, And yeah.
1: sometimes I used to call it the Telly West. The t- just, telly to, a, just I, to annoy I, them. Anything other than Metro Radio <laughs> Arena. Because I didn't,
2: I felt rude, yeah. in fact, dirty to say well, the that, name of it. That's it, you know, yeah. you were at war, you were at war. We're, yeah, there was, that Battle was- Battle lines have been drawn. That we was, that was, bought a venue. But yeah, the Whitley by Ice Rink was the, was the biggest venue we had in the area, I believe. There's Metallica played concerts there. So many big wow. artists have played- Whitley Bay Ice Rink. It, it's
1: I love mental. that. I love that. Because, uh, you know, we, we were talking earlier about how, like, the Newcastle Arena or the utility mm-hmm. Arena. See, I'm still
0: yes.
2: conditioned to say it. Um,
1: them potentially making a new arena on the Gateshead side.
2: They've been they've been trying to get this done for years. Yeah. If they can just hurry up and knock over that old arena stuff <laughs> so that they have <laughs> to get it done, that'd be brilliant. Take a, because take... we, we need more than, you know, 8,000 cap building. Like, it's, yeah. it's just... I mean, you can fit, I think, nearly 11 in there if you really try legally, but it just sucks. Give us 20,000 seats, mm. City Council. <laughs> you Do ca- it, you
1: ca- you're cowards. We know the City Council are Go big on. fans of our classic review series, <laughs> so thanks for listening. You know, if you are from the City Council, you're,
2: you're a coward. Some poor City Council worker the other day <laughs> had to... Uh, I was sat at work, and I, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll get out the email... And I'll have to I'll have to change the names.
1: This is what the Nitro review is going to be by the way. It's a
2: lot of yeah, we we're, we're, we are fr- the worst people for going off on tangents, so if this takes 3 hours, just go with it. If you're Get listening to the pod going, if you listen out. to the
1: podcast, bear in mind the podcast is free. So you're not paying for this.
2: Yes. So, we're we watching
1: out the patrons a bit more, but
2: so somebody <laughs> that's, that's in my you. building, somebody in my building sent this to the landlord and accidentally tagged everybody else in because the landlord had sent an email to everybody. Right. So, hi, landlord. Somebody had a human poo next to the (laughs) gate. (laughs) And I'm sat there. (laughs) I'm sat at my desk and I just saw that. I died. I managed to catch the council cleaner this morning and he cleaned it. (laughs) I asked oh, them so. we need the CCTV so we can oh prosecute and blah. But I was like, someone's done a human poo how next they, to the gate. How are they so adamant? How are they so adamant that it's a human? I don't know. Passing. I, 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 I haven't really asked around the mm. building. I might go door knocking later and be like, are you sure it was a human I mean,
1: sure, because it could just be like an animal that eaten quite a bit of I think of it might have been like roughage. halfway up
2: the gate. Right, it might have been just a messy, messy night out. Person, a
1: bad gastro experience yeah. halfway up the gate. Oh jeez, and up that. Oh god, whoever that was, <laughs> just waiting, waiting by the, waiting by the, the, the scene of the crime,
2: for the, for the cleaner to go past to go clean that. It's human poo oh that's the dramatic twist it was the person who sent the email <gasps> yeah
1: i'm gonna have to get the detective hat on i reckon that's it no i, th- I have I th- to borrow your solved gear please <laughs> do it's a proper guilty conscience that it's a proper guilty conscience that is so it's, it's sabu and alex right for- <laughs> <laughs> can we swear yeah fuck it how the fuck did we end
2: up <laughs> <off some laughs> sabu and alex are right <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, oh, man. Wait. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Right.
1: Oh, I'm really glad that they've oh. dropped the nitro view. You've got no more jokes about American things. No more tangents oh. about that's got to be Kane. Oh, uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's sit down for a serious nitro view. Oh, good, they're talking about poo. <laughs> Brilliant. Within uh, within half an hour.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, A proper car crash of an opening match this is. Sabu does all the Sabu stuff. He gets all of it in. The dives, the planches, big old running leap off the chair. Wright holds his own though. Mm. Isn't Alex Wright good at a dropkick?
2: He's good at everything. Yeah, but especially a dropkick. He's not quite fully formed at this stage, but as he develops, over the next next couple of years, Mm. he's going to get to a point where he's an immaculate wrestler. It's just... They don't quite know what to do with him because of his accent. They mm. don't quite know what to do with him because they don't really have a lot of creative for anybody but, you know, the hand-picked chosen few. And he was one of the names that was, even from the beginning, kind of just slowly slipping under the water a little bit and then they'd be like, oh, Alex Wright! And they'd pull him back up <laughs> to the surface and then he'd slip away again. It's like, come on, back up, you go, just float,
1: tread water. <laughs> They're just getting all these wrestlers just treading water around yeah. them. Um, this match is where the like it's so far so good for Nitro. Um, great presentation, yeah, yeah. We haven't even talked about like the set, the presentation because this, this is, is, is the this I is mean, the proper Nitro set. Yeah, now. because
2: last week we were in the Mall of America. Yeah, uh, but we've got the the all of the like trussing, the lights, the multicolor, the uh, announce desk that is just ways away. Everything's just nice.
1: It's all about being the opposite of what Raw is, and yeah. Raw is very uh, very fluorescent and uh very photogenic whereas nitro is a bit more
2: industrial i'd say it's the other way around i'd say that uh, raw especially in this era like raw is what we we are in the touring era of raw by Mm. this point raw is a black curtain two screens and a logo and a couple of bits of metal. Mm-hmm. Nitro is this big, flashy, grandiose, like, multicolored lights everywhere, the huge logos. Everything just felt a little bit more classy mm. with okay. WCW to me.
1: But very industrial feeling. Very. Yeah, it's, like... it's still
2: very, like, rough and ready. Yeah. But it, it's just presented in a bit more of a this-cost-a-million-dollars way. <laughs> yes,
1: we paid a lot of money for this. Uh, Sabu, now, so all going well so far. Uh, um, Sabu wins with a front-front I think it's a front Frankensteiner. It kind of yeah. like into a sunset flip type of a, uh and b- wins with a three count. Post-match, he continues to beat up Alex Wright, goes to get a table and does a dive through the table onto Alex Wright post-match, to which the
2: referee then reverses the decision yeah. and
1: awards the win to yeah. Alex Wright. So
2: this is, I mean, as we were saying last week, as we were saying last week, it's... It's complicated. Uh, <laughs> They—it's
1: t- not a Facebook status. They—they tend
2: to—they tend to be like, "Oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. Oh, this is actually going to be a good what? The what? Yeah. And it, you, there's just all these little moments of of like, "All right, swerves and okay. Well, it's just one. It's just one. Mm. And then it's like, okay. But then each time the swerve gets bigger and bigger. And then by the time Russo arrives, like all all bets are off. It's just a, a free for all of awful <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just they just very much over egged the pudding with yes. that finish like, I yeah. li- I liked Sabu being Sabu Well, this I is don't it, you, see you, why it couldn't hurt to let Sabu's victory stand well that's it victory, you could
2: have made it a thing you could have made him put his opponents through tables every time and, mm. and just like left it unpunished and then it's like they're gonna come get the revenge yeah surely.
1: And there's no revenge to get, because Alex Wright got the revenge because he technically won the match. Yeah, And it's like, oh, okay. Because uh. he's the
2: wunderkind. You
1: don't do that to the wunderkind. Mm. Yeah. Big shout to Sabu, did <laughs> he brains himself on the barricade doing the dive. Oof. There's a bit where he, he comes, yeah, it's th- that final bit where he goes to the table and they show the replay, and Sabu's head is like an inch away yeah, from hitting it's that like, metal barricade.
2: moving at some speed. Yeah. Like, what did you make of Sabu here? I, uh, Sabu is one of my... Guilty pleasure wrestlers, if there ever is such a thing, because everybody, every time you go, oh, I love Sabu, it's always like, Sabu. Uh, but I don't know, like, there's something about him that I really, really like. I like the whole presentation. I like the wild man aspect of him. I like that he just does things that, that can go horribly wrong. But most of the time they work out fine. The Very unique offense. I compare it to seeing like Rob Van Dam for the first time. Yeah. In the sense of like, what's he got a chair for? What's he, what? And he's like stepping off the chair and it was all new. I hadn't mm. really seen people doing this until I'd seen Sabu. And that's why, I don't know, I'll always just have a bit of a, yeah, Sabu. Yeah. And yeah. it was just
1: nice to send like, in for people who knew like what he was about, in in that era, to see him getting that push on WCW yeah. was quite exciting. Like it felt like, yeah. a, and it felt different to what WWF were doing and everything they're doing. They're trying to be as the opposite.
2: Yes, yeah, and they're trying to give that whilst also sort of trying to to clone some of the elements of the golden age and just run with them. Like when they mm. brought in Randy Savage, of course they just reran the Mega Powers, didn't they? Yeah, and so they they're like trying to be different while. Simultaneously in certain respects trying to be the same. Yeah so it's it's very strange
1: it is an interesting arrangement they've got going on Um, but here we go Sabu Alex Wright open up the second ever Nitro back in the ring Mean Gene Oakland is there despite the fact that he wants more money from WCW he's still doing (laughs) his job he's having a chat with Ric Flair out comes Flair and Flair's been on Miami Beach with the ladies whilst according to Flair his old running buddy Arn Anderson was on the phone to his wife in the hotel room there's a a lot of disagreement between these two Flair's putting Arn Anderson over quite a bit in this because they've got a showdown on Sunday. This is the match where Arn Anderson famously on DVDs has gone. I was sick in a garbage in a garbage can before the match started because it made me that sad to wrestle Flair. I love how Arn <laughs> thinks it's well, real.
2: I, <laughs> I, I I was looking though, and it, it makes sense because in kayfabe, Ric Flair has family, mm. and in kayfabe, Arn Anderson's his cousin, Lars Anderson's his cousin, Gene Anderson's his cousin. Rip Hawks is uncle, and Oli Anderson is his cousin slash uncle. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. But, (laughs) but yeah, you get that that with, like, they weren't obviously pushing this rhetoric, and it was very rarely, if ever at all, brought up, but it was Mm. all kind of there. And for people in the South who've been watching Flair for so many years, you get that
1: kind of, yeah. Yeah, cousin and uncle, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We get it, yeah. So there's, there's a big family connection there, but it's the whole idea of arn and flair fighting is yeah it's so alien yeah it's and then it's a and it's a curiosity in the sense that because they've hung out together for ages as we know from watching wrestling just because like a tag team works well as a tag team doesn't mean they're gonna they're gonna hit the mark when they face each other jeff hardy and matt hardy say hi yeah weird sort of
2: anti-chemistry they have yeah because i think they're so used to working in tandem that when you're like all right do different things to each other it's like
1: yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a tag team, and there's probably loads, a tag team that both is brilliant as a tag team, but also brilliant in singles matches against each other. Because it's very limited, I would have thought. Like, uh, like Bubba well, and Divon well, never really, had some... If
2: you want to technically call them a tag team, because they were at one point DX.
1: Yeah, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. They would count, I guess. Uh, Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Yeah. Uh, Bully Ray and D.Va, oh, they didn't have many, they had a no, bit of a few. Didn't like they had like little,
2: little, little tiffs here and there, mm. but but uh,
1: we're, we're intrigued by what will happen at War Games with that one. I'm very intrigued by War Games. So, as Flair is putting over on Anderson mm-hmm. about their showdown, Lex Luger comes out, okay? So, we have um. I, do you know what? I really think like the difference. The difference I'm noticing immediately with with the classic Raw review and the classic SmackDown review and the classic Nitro review is with the classic Nitro review. I'm gonna have to really have to pay attention
2: because it, like a lot of stuff happens and a lot of it you cram it in and that, that's the thing. It's why you always at the end of every episode. It's like oh, that's all the time we got, folks, and it, it just goes off the air. And
1: but it's more so the fact that there's so many bits, even in this episode, where I've gone. Hang on, did I miss a beat? Yeah. Why is this,
2: this happening? Is, this is it. It just kinda it goes along at whatever pace they dictate, <laughs> but it needs to be crammed into the show. And it's like, well, you've got 30 seconds, just 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 say that bit, do that. Okay.
1: But then, like, so so Flair's chatting and Arn, it's about on. Luga comes out in full gear, like, like ponds into the ring, yes. big muscles. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe they transition into the title match, maybe it's next. And Lex gets in the ring with Flair and Flair's going, here he is, he's the total package, he's putting him over. He says, <laughs> Luca's gonna im Luka is, is gonna Im- in- he's gonna destroy Hulkamania tonight, and then Luca goes, Oh Flair, nothing changes well, around yeah, okay. here. And then Luca gets out of the ring, <laughs> and we don't see him again till the main event. And do not- what happened? <laughs> Why did he come out?
2: It's like he accidentally was backstage, <laughs> walked through the wrong curtain and went, well, they've popped now. And he he, just It <laughs> had, had to be. Like, there was... It's, I'm, there's I'm so... There's nothing more cringe than watching somebody come to the ring during a segment... In full gear! And
1: then leave. Just leave! <laughs> like, he, he didn't even... See, he didn't address... If he'd come out and addressed Hogan and gone, let her on, you're dead, mate. It was just a bit of, oh,
2: what, are you like. Yeah. Oh, you later.
1: cheeky. Bye. <laughs> and that was it. And, and it was also, right, he didn't even go up the ramp. He got out of the ring and went oh. back towards the timekeeper. Oh. And then they did a long shot. Whether or not they said, Luca, you've gone the wrong way. Um, I'm so happy that Lex Luger is as daft as a brush oh. in Nitro that he was on Raw. Like, he was pretty, he was He was like this on Raw yeah. quite a bit. Just a little bit. Just a bit Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Got quite lost very easily, like. A lot of the times when you see Luke with a microphone, he looks a bit deer in headlights. Yeah, he's a bit, yeah. And you are kind of like, I'm actually nervous for what you're having to say because
2: I don't feel like you quite know where you're going. Well, he was, he was never really supposed to be a wrestler, was he? He wasn't really a wrestling no. fan. He wasn't really that type of guy. He was a body guy. He was a bodybuilder, and Vince and what a body, him, by the way. Vince brought him in simply off the back of that and the WBF and and you know the failed attempt at setting up a bodybuilding federation. Mm. But then it was like I'm going to make you Hulk Hogan too, and it's like it's not going to work. And no matter what, you know, it's he just got thrust into this position where all of a sudden he's got a camera in his face on live TV, and he's like, "I've got to remember all of this. I've got to remember all of this." And his <laughs> eyes—if you just cover his mouth, just look at his eyes—fear, <laughs> abject
1: fear on that man's face.
2: I was, I, and I'm, I was
1: watching, and, I'm, and I genuinely try and reason what this was meant to achieve.
2: I think, is it not, more like, heel? A, is it not more like a Flair kind of showing him off? And the, we yeah. didn't really get much of an established communique with him no. on, on the prior episode. because even Flair seemed surprised up, that he was it, there. It's, it's all, you know, shouting with Hogan, some of which was legit, it turns out. Oh, yeah. And, and it becomes like, you know, an actual little bit of a spat between them in the ring. So it, it, there wasn't any like, you know, hands-on mic time and, and all this, you know, big in-depth and I'm here, and I'm going to align with blur and I'm going to take on... It's just very vague. So you, mm. I think it felt like almost, all. Well, we'll just tease the match. We'll give them that match at some point. They get the match, and it's like, right, sweet.
1: I could tell some of that stuff with Hogan and Luger was real, because you just, I I'm paraphrasing when Hogan's like, if you like the sound of me having a match with you, you'll put your stupid hand out and shake my... He was like, it was such a weird, childish yeah. comment. Put your stupid hand out. He didn't say stupid, but God, I wish he did. Put your stupid, smelly hand out, and I'll shake it, you weirdo. Um, yeah, so I wonder whether the
2: flare, whether this was meant to establish Luga's a baddie? I, uh, but then at the
1: end, End of the night, he's not.
2: I was gonna say. I don't know. I. Well, uh, we should probably stop here. You're. You're bleeding. Am I? Yeah. Ah, oh, it's fine. We'll carry on. I might sure? just cut my lips. Fine. Are you sure? Mm, bit of
1: blood. There's for the Patreon. <laughs> hey, there's a bit of, bit, of, bit of blood for the Patreon. Is it from my lip? Uh,
2: it. It seems to be from. Oh, it's tongue. inside my mouth. Yeah. I can feel it inside yeah. my yeah. okay. mouth. It's fine. It'll come. You down. Okay? Yeah. Let's carry on. Right, let's carry on. <laughs> Who's hardcore? <laughs> Who's hardcore? I was just like, uh, Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom, mm-hmm. are you okay, Tom? Mm-hmm. Tom. I'm fine Tom.
1: I think I was picking the top of my gum, uh, and it's done a little bleed, but it's yeah. fine. We'll carry on. That's why you got to get the Patreon. <laughs> Watch me bleed during the show. Come on, that's what we want. So, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna put a pin in that the Flair Luger thing.
2: Yes, very weird, very strange, but you know that sort of becomes the. Uh, the 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 mood du jour for the entirety of confusion like, drove, yeah it, it's <laughs> confusion silent, and delay it, it, yeah. it gets itself on you know lucid and it's on the right track and everything's moving and then it, it, it it's always just a little bit why was that there what was that who's this guy Aren't we supposed to have this match? Where's he gone? Why is he on Raw? What's... <laughs> I'm
1: glad you're here as somewhat of a WCW apologist, but also you'll yeah. also if something's crap you'll
2: call it. Oh, out. No, you can't you can't look at WCW and, and not see how shit it is.
0: <laughs> but like at the same time,
2: it's I don't know. Like for for a glorious moment, the the perfect storm happened. Mm. And it just wasn't capitalised on correctly. It was for so long, and then it all started to spring leaks. And rather than fixing the boat, it became a game of, well, all of you guys just bail it out while we still make money (laughs) and still crack on. And it all just, you know, fell apart, as we know, but... You've got to be an apologist for some of it, because some of it's yeah. brilliant. I mean, we've got Johnny B. Bad on this card, haven't we? No, we, no, we tease Johnny B. Badd. Yeah. Johnny B. Badd is next week. Yeah.
1: But still, oh. the fact that he's getting a nod, a name check. But we have got next, you'll be excited to know, VK Wall Street versus Sting. Who's VK Wall Street? Well, last week we met Michael Wall Street. I think his name is Michael Wall Street. So
2: his name is VK Wall Street but when he, he comes in. But because, now he's VK. Because Vince McMahon. Yes. He then becomes Mr. Michael Wall Street. After that, I believe. Right, fair because enough. It's like a it's a subtle jab at old old Vinny, um, of course. But I'm I'm sure it goes that way around. If not, it's the other way around. But he's he becomes or changes into one or the other. But yeah, Mr. Michael Wall Street.
1: Mike Rotunda popped me last week when uh when he popped up on Nitro. I was like, whoa, it's IR! <laughs>
0: He's, yeah,
1: he's got his little dollar glittery bits on. The last thing I'd heard from Erwin R. Scheister was that the plan was that he'd been he'd been reassigned as a road agent, come stand-in wrestler. Yeah. So when somebody couldn't make it to the show, he he was road agenting. He could just put the you know put the braces on and get out there and mm-hmm. be a, a brilliant heel, calling everybody tax cheats.
2: In about a year's time. A year and a half's time, he's going to join the NWO after his former handler, mm. you know, Billionaire Ted, oh. or whatever they, they refer to him as, because they can't do Million Dollar Man. But yeah, they, they bring him in, and, and then in comes VK Wall Street to the NWO, which mm. even by that point was very bloated. <laughs> uh, so as uh, Wall
1: Street is making its way out to the ring, he's basically dressed like Million Dollar Man, drawn from memory. Yeah, It's just like... It's kind of
2: like crudely... Yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. That's, I think that's what he was yeah. going
1: for. It's fine. And then Bob, and Bobby Heenan is on commentary with Eric Bischoff and Mongo McMichael and throughout this. And, uh, and Bobby Heenan's putting him over. He's like, hey, look, you've got to book a meeting to talk to this guy about money. He'll make yeah. you rich. And then Bobby says, I wonder how things are going at the market today. To which Mongo goes, what market? The supermarket. This guy could be bagging groceries after this match.
2: <laughs> I love Mongo. I love Mongo. It's just one of my favorite moments, though, with Mongo is I think he's.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: I think he's coaching somebody or somebody's coaching him, but uh, he's like getting all pumped for a match and they've got like uh, an NFL like pitch board for tactics and they're just writing like wrestling stuff on it and going like, yeah, yeah. And it's when they have the Slim Jim sponsorship. So he's got like this Slim Jim toward his mouth, but he won't eat it. He won't (laughs) bite into it. He won't uh, like, he's just got it right here. (laughs) Right, right in like touching his teeth. And just pretending he's chewing. And it's so funny. It's so it's funny.
1: Just he's not a fan of the Slim Jims. I,
2: t- oh, I, I imagine it's just meat paste, isn't it? Some yeah, people it's don't just like beef, meat paste. It's beef
1: jerky and it's still like pepperami, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Or is it like of pepperami meets... Beef jerky,
2: kind of. Yeah, gym? I think I don't I have no idea. We either. never really had
1: them, really, did we? Nah. They never really transitioned. Nah. I think we have beef jerky and pepperoni, and I feel like they might meet in the middle somewhere. Just sort of cold meat, you know, yeah. packaged, a little bit spicy or something. Um, that's the that's a, a line of commentary that we get from VK Wolf as VK Wall Street's coming to the ring as Stings comes to Wall Street. We get um, we get a very very important piece of dialogue for the rest of time on Nitro, yeah. in which Bischoff basically shows his battle plans as sting is making his way to the ring bischoff goes don't bother changing the channel that stuff is three weeks old Shawn michaels beats the big guy with the super kick that couldn't win a green belt he couldn't win a green belt with at the ymca oh and so it begins
2: this is this is it it. so uh, for the first time he is publicly revealing Uh, For anybody that didn't quite grasp that, he's publicly (laughs) revealing WWE results, or WWF results, sorry, uh, on live TV. Mm. Because it's been taped, it's weeks old, they already have all the reports from the shows, and, you know, don't change over. What's the point? He's going to
1: win. And then get used to this. Uh, As soon as Bischoff says this, Mongo says, They named their show after uncooked
2: eggs, whereas this show sizzles uncooked eggs <laughs> is so specific like <laughs> hearing that back it was like why eggs just just <laughs> you could have just said their show's undercooked <laughs> like <laughs> Mongo's very Taz yes
1: yeah there's he's, a lot
2: he's, of comparisons I draw he's a bit, between the two he's a bit chaotic he's got yeah. big chaotic energy He'll just randomly go off on the side or he'll be like super into it. You can't quite tell. Interestingly, throughout this, on the odd occasions, Bischoff
1: and Mongo, you know, throw some shots and have some yucks. Bobby Heenan, every time, moves the conversation along.
2: Like a consummate professional. As a consummate professional. (laughs) Heenan ain't there to take
1: shots to the WWF. So whenever they kind of pass the ball to him, he just
2: places the ball on the floor and just carries on. You see it, even, even as far as Medusa's debut, you see Heenan's reaction. And it's mm. it's Heenan knows that there are there are certain kind of battle lines that can be drawn, but you there are things you shouldn't really be doing traditionally in the world of wrestling, and you shouldn't be so openly trashing your competition. I feel and 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 doing that might have been how he was thinking and feeling because mm. apparently he didn't know like again to go back to Medusa like he didn't know about that when that happens, and he's a bit like that's the belt, and you kind of see the shock on his face, but. Yeah, consummate pro. Not gonna not gonna piss off Vince because probably go back there one day, right? Exactly. Exactly. He wants chance, to. He you wants, know. wants you to. Know. You've got you know, Edges you've leave all those doors open. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, with um, with things at like the moment with WWE and AEW, like there's a real with some fans, there's a real mob mentality to yeah. it. And, and whilst I know we had like chat rooms and and, and Odyssey and stuff at this point mm-hmm. in the wrestling world. Imagine Twitter being around at this time. I think it'd be twice as bad as it is now.
2: Yeah, well, Twitter would, if, if Twitter was been around at that, that time. Because Bischoff's ramping
1: everybody yeah, up.
2: It, it's, because it, it would be, it'd be completely crazy. You mm. would have, uh, as we do now, you have staunch defenders of companies, uh, people who are more in the middle, like, why have we got to like a company? Can we not just like the talent? And then you've got, you know, people who are just sort of in it because that's what they do. They watch Raw every week. And, and it's, yeah,
1: I... Mm. I, I feel like it'd be much worse. Yeah. Then, and you combine all of
2: that, and then you add the the Monday Night Wars to it. Yeah. Like, it's it just it's just been a hot mess on a on a Monday theories. night. Bob Lazar coming out and just being <laughs> like aliens, and everybody be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish he did.
2: Um, Wall Street in this match. Surprisingly dominant against Sting is IRS. Yes, but they've got to, get, they've got to make him look tough. Because right? <laughs> yes. he's going to be called upon you know, every now and then. And mm. it, it, I'm fairly sure they must have had him in mind to be you know an in-ring competitor at some point. Yeah, I think uh, so. Beyond you know, having a bit of a mixed role.
1: Well, it sounds like they're keen for him here. WWF are keen yeah. for him just to mm. sort of push him out into... There's a smaller position, whereas yeah. WWE seemed like they want to go week well, with him. So
2: it's like, you've got to make him look strong. You've got to mm. give him everything that the WWF weren't really prepared to offer him. And he can still go, you know, just because the character's a bit tired and old doesn't mean there aren't new takes on it. And because we're getting a bit smart r c with the, the VK Wall Street and the revealing of, you know, WWF results and things like that, it feels a bit more like a, a bit more like a kind of subtle nod and like a, you know... I think it works to make him look tough. Yeah, it's true, and
1: he did. He looked good in this until Sting blocked a turnbuckle strike, went to yep. town, started stinging up, gets the W with a Sting stinging up. up. <laughs> he pulls out a jar of bees, he's
2: rubbing them all <laughs> over himself. No, no! Everybody's bees. like, it needs to be scorpions, surely? And he's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Shut up, kid! <laughs> I'm covering myself in bees, rolling <laughs> around all these bees. He comes down with a hive every week. <laughs> Still got the scorpion on his tights, though, for no reason.
1: Is he a scorpion? Is he a bee? Lowering him into the arena. All you can hear
2: is just... (laughs) Front row starts swatting each other. (laughs) the problem has
1: been made worse by the presence of yet more
2: bees then finally they talk to him about the scorpion and he's like just doesn't even know what a scorpion is and he's like yeah I'll dress out in a bee suit (laughs) and he comes out in like a really over the top you know like championship football level mascot just like a huge stupid fluffy head dealy boppers
1: the man called bees He does bees. He doesn't do bees. That's weird.
2: Um, Imagine the Nicolas Cage tie-in we could have had <laughs> if Sting had just gone bee. Not the bees. Uh, did that bit make the cut on the Wicker Man? I or refuse it's... to watch <sighs> the remake of the
1: Wicker oh, Man. Oh, you should for the comedy value.
2: I can't, man. It's like it's Get bad. Carter. I refuse to watch the remake of Get Carter. Have you watched that the film? Is perfection and oh. it's shot here. <laughs> Leave it alone, Sylvester <laughs> so Stallone. Leave it alone.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot it was shot around Geordie Land. Yeah. That and Test Drive 5
2: mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff shot yeah, up here, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Was it Test Drive Five that I was thinking of? no driver driver two.
2: driver oh driver games were developed here. There's a there's, yeah, there's um, a secret level on driver one, which is just the Newcastle it's as it keyside, was in nineteen ninety six or something. It's so good. You can go up to like Swan House Roundabout and over the bridge, so it's like, the keyside area.
1: I watched a video. You know, I love these videos where they get deep inside the the make the the coding of a game. Yeah. And they can show you how it's all put together. And they were like two tiny bridges because the one, the, you, they had one, but then it would have to make the level twice as big in order for you to get round to see it. So they simply made yeah. a second one that was smaller <laughs> in the background behind the big one. Yeah. It's like I mean, you're not far off with how many bridges there are in Newcastle anyway. Yeah, I mean,
2: we just we can't get enough of. Them. We
1: love can't a bloody get bridge. Of the bastards. If anything, I think we need more.
2: Yeah, we do. Another bridge. Just keep them coming. Um, if you just get all the bridges at the same height, and then remove all, of, make sure they're next to each other so they're touching. Then just remove all of the safety handles. Then you can just have parkour. one big bridge.
1: I it was a parkour. No, all just the just
2: just like a massive, you know, just, two thousand foot long <laughs> platform just that just blacks inch. out the sun, <laughs> like a fifty-eight lane highway. Get cars just through the middle. and trains down and into, people down into just single lane. Right at the end, just a single lane. <laughs> I'm very blessed like real that. Real life marbles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'd just be amazing. I like the chaos of that. I'm very blessed that on a morning, walking into work from my place, I get to choose the bridge oh, I cross. I'm
2: jealous of your morning walk. Mm. It, it's, oh, it's everything. It's
1: gorgeous May. Sometimes I go over the high level bridge, sometimes I go over the Tyne bridge. Oh time bridge is the nicer one but then
2: if you're on the high level you get the view of the time bridge. you do and you've got like all of the bars and it's a bit more atmospheric it's a little bit more atmospheric. and if it's dead in front of you like and there's nobody there you get that kind of archway
1: weird mm. thing going on stunning it's stunning come to Newcastle this is the, this is the <laughs> podcast will we come for the Newcastle tourist board um, so Sting beats Michael Wall Street in his first yes. match out there you go yeah established Sting as a, a WCW boy Wall Street
2: doesn't look too bad in defeat ah, yeah, yeah. there you go get a plug for Saturday
1: Night for Dubsy Dub Saturday Night which will feature the debut of The Disco Inferno Disco Fever Fever. Disco Disco Fever. Fever This is horrible. Person. Person. Yeah, he took great umbrage with being rossing and Ross singing, don't you forget about Keith, did Glenn Gilberty.
2: Yeah, but who the fuck's Glenn Gilberty? Fair fucking point.
1: Uh Max muscle and Renegade.
2: Listen now. I'm a former WCW <laughs> tag team champion.
1: Yeah, are we all mate? Um <laughs> Max muscle and Renegade it's are having a match. A... Uh Bubba Rogers is facing Dave Sullivan with his bunny. Oh. Dave Sullivan of the oh. Bun on Saturday night. And uh, more action from Alex Wright. I promise I'll get the <laughs> I get a victory. He's placing he's, I facing, promise. he's he's facing flying Brian. Uh, on Saturday which is nice a uh, little note from the Observer uh, Disco Inferno appears to be getting a big push while there is no hype for Guerrero Benoit or Malenko judging from the Sabu situation it appears these guys are being brought in to alleviate criticism of poor pay-per-view and house shows but there appears to be no intent to actually push any of them or give them a chance to headline and here is where it all begins and that is your problem, so that is the shower of is, bastards that is
2: like the sentence that is going to follow almost every report of a WCW hiring for the next five years. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much where we are going. Oh, just going. on the point of Pillman, by the way, did you know that Lex Luger once like had a bit of a bit of a spat with Pillman? No. Uh, apparently, Lex Luger said to Pillman backstage once, I think at a WCW show, that you're never going to get over or get anywhere, with, uh, get anywhere with all that high-flying stuff, kid. You're never going to get like a top spot and just like disrespected him. And just the thought of Luger being like, you can't wrestle to Brian Pillman. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. It's just the, did they have a match ever? They must've done. They must've done, yeah, I'm sure.
1: I'm intrigued by that little setup with those Although I
2: don't know, because Pillman kind of, he ducks out quite quickly, doesn't he? He does. Maybe we don't then. That's a shame. It's time for our double main event.
1: Yes. So last week, we saw Scott Norton and Randy Savage get into it uh, around the ringside area. Uh, and as I said, as Nicole tweeted out, this is very true, when Randy Savage is the cooler head in the situation, that's a real problem. Yes. You have a problem on your hands when that yes. is the case.
2: Um, and Scotty is a very, very red boy. He is a
1: red boy. And at this point, it's a, a relative name?
2: In Japan. So he's he's uh Scott Norton's a, a weird one because I love Scott Norton. Again, like he's not really there's not really any moments that I can recall or like I just like the look of him. I like mm. the power of him and he's a big deal in Japan. Or well, not like a you know, like not like a mega, mega, mega big deal, but yeah. He was a big deal enough to be champion. He was a big deal enough for them to, you know, care about him to to really feature him. Uh but in the US it just never quite Takes off, And I don't know if it's because there's such a wealth of guys mm. that are kind of his build, his style, like his size. Like, is it that? Is it that he just works better with that harder-hitting style? But again, he's similar to like Alex Wright, similar to the, the, the Sabu situation. It, it just feels like Norton doesn't quite get the push because they don't quite know what to do with him. He seems to
1: me like an obvious one,
2: yeah. like big, strong boy. It's who... not like they don't try, like because you have featured spots like this. Of course, mm. I mean, you're in a featured spot with Brandy Savage, like yeah, exactly. It's huge, it's huge, but it just never, for some reason, it never really sticks with the audience. It just, it never clicks. Mm.
1: Do you think with a bit of build that might have been different if they kind of Possibly. hyped Scott Norton a bit more, giving him some squash matches,
2: and then went, right, I'm coming could for also all you heroes? just be one from... of those anomalies where he just works in Japan. And, yeah. And everybody else is a bit like, oh, he's cool, but he's just, you know, he's not Hulk Hogan or he's not Randy Savage. A bit it's like not. Bob uh, Sap that time. Yes, Bob Sapp.
1: <laughs> he was like, it was like a power plant guy who was then. Like uh, six months later, on on the buses, on like bus backs in <laughs> in Japan,
2: like what's this? What's what? Is, what? It's, it's nuts. Like this, when we were in Japan, uh, there were loads of Bob Sap figures. Uh, like I think it was a Bob Sap like magazine covering like his uh, like a special edition magazine covering his run and stuff. Like he's just a he's just a, a big name. What happened to him? I what happened to Bob? I Sapp? don't even know, but he was poo. So what a shame. Like he was he was just. Naff, like I, I, I. But surely not
1: naff enough for like the dub dub f to not want to bite. Like they've had some. Yeah, you,
2: you miss on. Sorry, you're you're underestimating the power of Enochism for being crap. Okay, and so this, they, it, yeah, it, it's. I don't know Bob Sapp just never for me I'm just mm. not really a, oh no
1: I, and I, yeah. a lot of people went nah he just didn't click but, all, but I, I'm thinking with like the, with a, with a Vince McMahon Vince
2: McMind, I think they probably would just at see him, that big lad and go they wow. probably looked at him and just went nah really yeah. I thought they would have looked at think, Bob and gone wow I think he'd like the aesthetic of him like yeah. he'd like the build and everything like that but it, it's what happens when that bell rings isn't it yeah but I, don't th- I, I
1: think that is very low down the concern he's already been burned by,
2: um, by what do you call him Bret Hart versus uh, the horses. Good luck, but terrible wrestler. Bret carries him to Tom Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. So yeah, so he's kind yeah. of, you've, you've already had these experiences. Like, yeah. Or you're going to have them. And so you, you must, as a promoter, have these moments where it's like, oh, it's great, but mm. it just ain't going to work. So it might have been one of those. Maybe, maybe, maybe in another life, but it's not
1: happening. But Scott Norton, Randy Savage is happening here. This is uh, after a one week's worth of build. Norton goes heavy on Savage uh, and starts calling out Mongo for a fight at one point. So we're already getting That's some teasing. I, I mean, Mongo. Steve
2: McMichael was a pro football player for anybody that just knows him as a commentator. So his, his name carries weight. He is, you know, a big guy. He does wrestle from time to time with WCW. Uh, but... You know, Norton would, Norton would paste him. Do you Norton want... would paste him. Unless he came out shooting. If he came out shooting, I yeah. think it would be interesting. But Norton would destroy him.
1: <laughs> do, you want to hear, do you want to hear my scolding hot take on Mongo McMichael? Yes. I think, and I said this on the Raw review, because you had, in the build to WrestleMania 11, you had the Lawrence Taylor and the All-Pro team. Yeah. And Mongo was the All-Pro team. And every time he was on the screen, he was just a, a, a charismatic like masterpiece yes he was on comms at one point and karma came for him and they got into it he looked amazing so my hot take is i'd have had bam bam bigelow versus mongo mcmichael in the main event of wrestlemania 11 and not lawrence taylor mongo i think
2: was i think you might have sold slightly less tickets (laughs) what a match he was a big deal
1: he was he was big deal in the in the tri-county area is it called the tri-county area (laughs) I, just, I might have just pulled an American yeah. word out there and hoped it meant what I Tri-county think it meant.
2: Tri-county area, tri-state area.
1: Tri-state area, in the northeast. Not northeast. Wherever they were. I don't even know what, what are we, where, what? Lawrence Taylor, you said, was a big deal.
2: Yeah i never heard of him. You've never heard of him because no. you've never watched American football. Well, then
1: why Why are they caring to me a bit? <laughs> <You're gonna laughs>
2: why get are they Summer caring Slam? to my exact you're gonna get, needs? You're going to get SummerSlam 92 soon. Oh, no, you've already had it by Man, this point. Yeah. You've had SummerSlam 92. Mm. Shut up. What more do you want? <laughs> you're not getting anything.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you're, not getting Lewis anything. Again.
2: you're not getting anything God, 20 years. Until Wayne, Ro- Wayne Rooney fights years. Wayne Barrett. <laughs> Until AEW run a frigging pay per view in this country and they're forced to do it. But then we'll still get one of those one night only deals where it'll be like, we're bringing back the European title. And yeah. it'll, you know, it'll oh. just it'll be hot potatoed around and then ushered off TV three weeks later. <laughs> like the Saudi Arabia belts.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'd like that if they did a 78 man Royal Rumble for the European title. Oh.
2: I'd love that title to come back. And if, oh, if,
1: same, mate. Ah,
2: oh, if there's ever a, if there's ever a possibility of Volta on the main roster and and featured, I want the European title back.
1: I'd oh back. gosh, yeah. Because he That'd could be make that title mean something. He really would. He really yep. would. You know, the closest I think we came to uh, a, a European presenting a major return belt was Jack Whitehall holding the AEW title.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> <Cheers>, Jack Whitehall? <laughs>
1: I've messaged his people to see if he'll do Desert Island Graps. They've not got back to me yet.
2: He's a very famous man. He's a very
1: famous, very busy man. I imagine man. he's,
2: yeah, incredibly busy. Well, that's
1: more for <laughs> Going on
2: holiday with his dad. <laughs> Savage uh, gets battered by Norton for a big part of this. Beast yep. of a power bomb from Norton. Well, is it Norton, this is it. It's just the power. The yes. Of it. The way he moves around the mm. ring. It's just nice. Give me mm. more of it. Give me more of it. Give me more of it. And Savage is just being gracious allowing him to look this strong and of course you know what's going to happen but
1: Mm. he really makes him look good like big just big beastie moves an odd looking hangman's DDT at one point where he hangs Savage over the top rope and sort of clumsily drops him
2: yeah as I said he's not he's not incredible but he's 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 good he's good and he deserved a fairer shake than he got
1: top rope shoulder block gets countered by Savage Savage is on the comeback trail and here comes the dungeon (laughs) of doom
2: Right.
0: Uh... This show!
2: This show! <laughs> it's psychotic. This is. It's schizophrenic. It's like, here's some wrestling. Uh, Lex Luger's just it gone for a wander so out as if he's just nipping dumb. through the arena to go get a hot dog and come back. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, but wrestling, 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 Dungeon of Doom are here. So, so who... like you were you sitting there going, like, did I nod is off? There acid in my teeth. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Like, what? Randy Savage is wrestling and out comes the dungeon of True doom. story.
1: As I was watching this, I was, <laughs> I was watching this the other day and um, I remember watching Norton and Savage and I've just, I've been doing a lot of double shifts lately, so I've been a bit sleepy. Yeah. So as I was watching it, I nodded off. And then when I opened my eyes again, the dungeon of doom have just covered the ring. I thought, oh no, I've missed loads. I went back 10 seconds. Nope,
2: that's it. They just... <laughs> Just, just straight sh- in. Like, okay. Sullivan's just hurrying <laughs> as much so, as he can, just get in there. So Avalanche is
1: out first. Your boy. Yes. Uh, Kamala, Main, Zodiac, and Sullivan. My son. Uh, they all hit the ring. So here's the finish to the match. Okay. So Lay Norton. him up. Lay him up. <sighs> okay. So you think they're coming to fight Savage? They are. But they fight Norton as well. I think because uh, then <laughs> Norton stops Avalanche getting in. <laughs> then Avalanche falls over and <laughs> he lands on Norton's legs. And Norton this this Norton can't get up. The so Savage does an elbow drop. Not one bugger in the Dungeon of Doom gets involved. The ref who earlier on disqualified Sabu for a post-match table bit just lets this happen. <laughs> It's fine. Elbow drop off the top <laughs> covers him. Norton kicks out at two, but the ref counts three anyway. Wrestling. Dub, see dub. Dub, see dub. <laughs> what? Norton's livid at the I end. Said, it, it's,
2: it's it's not all great. It's not all liger in the it's opening match. It's not all great. It's, it's not all you know the start of the NWO. There is a lot of this, and especially as we're coming off the back of the, the, the slightly more comic booky WCW, we're, we're still yeah. wrapping up a lot of this stuff from free <laughs> Nitro. Uh, it's gonna go on for a bit though, and like you know, all of these old feuds. You still got Sullivan hanging around, and some '80s names. And give it a year, we'll be a svelte, sleek, you know, '90s promotion. But oh my god! It's, but the avalanche falls on his leg. Imagine booking. <laughs> Just sit in there. Hear me out, looking. lads. This is what we're this is doing. This is what we're doing. <laughs> This is how it's gonna go. This is gonna happen, and then they get to the ring. Every single one of them seems to forget, and then Avalanche falls over.
1: <laughs> <It just> falls <laughs> on his legs, and it, the fall knocks him out and for for oh, approximately man. four seconds. To which, as soon as the pinfall's gone down, he's back up, and it's fine. <laughs> God, this is so this is something else. And then Norton's livid, oh, and the Dungeon of Doom like just you. leave. <laughs> It just
2: leave. (laughs) That's the worst. There's nothing more cringe than when you've got these moments, And it's something that WWE actually does quite well, but most promotions do because WWE perfected it. If you come down to a segment, (laughs) there needs to be some sort of altercation for one of you to be taken away. You need to say something like, mic drop and walk out, or you, you need to stay there until the ad break and then you both walk to the back. Yeah. But this, this is just... Right, and I'm off now. Bye! See you later. Look, no I was going, where are you <laughs> going? unannounced, not really referenced anywhere. It's just, oh yeah, this is still happening. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they just leave.
1: Oh, welcome in. Uh, Dave in The Observer says, they did a taping for, for WCW Saturday night in Dalton, Georgia. Um, not much of the way of details. He said other than Kevin Sullivan brought in a new heel called the man of question from the oh, Isle of Nowhere, no. who I believe is Bill DeMott.
2: Oh, no. The Dungeon of Doom is expanding. <sighs> they need to just hurry up and expand so far <laughs> that they burst. <laughs> I'm so, what I'm sad
1: about is that we've picked up the uh, the Nitro review and we are about a month... The, and it, it's, it's a month in the distance now, which was the, the infamous segment where Hogan finds the actual dungeon. Yeah. It's not hot. It's not hot as water. He puts his hand out to water. Who reacts to water by saying it's not hot? And, <laughs> and pulling your hand away in horror. Uh, oh, 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 it's aren't not just,
2: hot. <laughs> they're just like eggs and stuff around as well. Like, <laughs> it just looks
1: crap. Again,
2: it's like they went into like Metroland <laughs> <laughs> after it had been like shut down. Or they, they've, gone, they've gone to like a proper run down horrible theme park found this dingy ride where like 12 kids died on it so they can't have it open they throw a couple of gels on some lamps make it a bit purple and green stick a big bowl of cold water in it <laughs> it's great it's so good
1: <laughs> oh my gosh this oh. is this is going to be a ride it truly is and we come to our main event of the evening it is uh, a short break and then a plug for war games this sunday on pay-per-view in fact when you're back we should we normally with the with the classic reviews do a watch along of the pay-per-views yes so we should probably do a watch along yeah, of, sure. Ga- of let's just let's let's do that it's your first night review the next thing you'll probably get is the war games watch along when yeah. you're back why not yeah why not? <laughs> let's do that um Main event is uh, what one fan in the crowd, uh, according to their sign, is the match of the century. It's Hulk Hogan versus Lex Luger. Now, I respect it what people want. It's Yeah. It's what people have always wanted. Because really. I kind of get it. I... I get, the, I get the hyperbole and I you've get got, the, the scuttlebutt. You know,
2: you've got Hogan versus Hogan Jr. Mm. Basically, because Luger was supposed to be Hogan too. They had the Lex Express. They had, you know, USA, you know, slamming Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid. That's shades of Hogan Andre, right?
0: Mm-hmm. They're
2: kind of really trying to ramp it up and it all just falls apart because Lex couldn't really give a shit mm-hmm. about the wrestling business. Yeah, so it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's it's got that weird feel to it, but you know... Going into it, it's gonna suck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're mentally preparing for the suck, is what you're doing. Um, that sounded so wrong. <laughs> so did so the Ho- so getting slammed on the U.S. Express.
2: U.S. Express traffic. If we got slammed on the Lex Express, it'd be a lot more sinister because <laughs> Lex didn't even travel on it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so no one travelled on the Lex Express. Barely even the Lex. driver did. <laughs> oh bless him. Who was he slamming on the Lex Express? Yeah, um, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, God. There you go. John? No, John, don't. Don't, 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 John. Please do not draw your, because you getting. Don't, John. Thanks, John. <laughs> on
2: the uh, Lex Express. Uh, there are a lot of surfaces, though. There are a lot of surfaces on the Lex Express. <laughs> Chairs like, and a big table. How big is the table? I think they've got a bonket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need style. more than a bonk. I don't. I can't see Yokozuna a getting the business on a bonkette. <laughs> It'd be a California king, a pull king pull bonk for Yokozuna.
2: <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't. getting done wait, on wait, a... Talking about Yokozuna getting slammed yeah. by, <laughs> Yoko by, is, by a bus driver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yokozuna is not getting the business done on a bonkette.
2: He's I, too big. It's, know, he might be more agile. You know, <laughs> you've seen him in the ring. He can move quickly. <laughs> you can move quickly for a guy his size.
1: <laughs> it's not about moving quickly, though, when you get
2: slapped on the no, legs. No, but if he can if the he kind express. of move around as he's going, it'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting hot in here, isn't it? Mate? It is. Uh, I was it's gonna getting say quite
1: warm. Get the AC on. Put the AC yeah. on. It's getting quite. It's getting I'm quite sorry. sexual in here. Yeah, raw sexual. It's, raw sexual energy. energy. Uh, if you, hey, like, if you pay for the Patreon, you can now watch Sam Driver putting the air conditioning on. There you go. Is our worth air conditioning it. control? There you, control there you control go. You can only watch that on, that on the so, Patreon.
2: Celsius, there you which go. For Americans is like, well, soccer. It's not hot. It's
1: not hot. I think Americans <laughs> call that soccer or Lay's chips. Um, I know. Lazy, more like. Am I
2: right, kids? Walkers and brothers. We're the ones that are kind of the problem there, I think. Walkers, are we? Yeah, everywhere else is lazy. No, they're all the problem. They are all the problem, They're yeah. all the problem. That's the British way, isn't it? We that seems to be the yeah, British way Everyone else it? is wrong. Yeah, I'm right. Am I out of touch? I'm just going to vent on Twitter about everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's all fine. So, uh, Luger and Hogan's happening. Um, as a WCW fan... Were were you? you do you remember this match in particular? Or
2: I'd not really been watching by this point. That's like, fine, So yeah. I I came back to this many years later. Mm. I tried when I when I went back through the first time I, I rewatched Nitro. I I tried to go into it with the mentality of not going to look at match cards. Mm-hmm. We're not going to look at anything like that. We're not going to go on cage match. We're not going to look at reviews. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to sit and watch. And I remember. Well, this is interesting. It's a very interesting dynamic, and maybe, mm. maybe it could be paced well enough that so Lex is protected a little bit, Hogan still gets all of his stuff in, but <laughs> it's not quite
1: what they give us.
2: <laughs> um, Hogan does some wrestling at the start
1: to the shock of Eric Bischoff. Yes. Because he does a a leg takedown and a face lock and uh, and like Eric's like, wow, I was in five hundred (laughs) dollars.
2: I bet (laughs) bet you don't know
1: two wrestling moves. I did too. They take it in turns to no cell suplexes. Uh, and nobody establishes dominance. Like they kind of just go back and forth with stuff. Um, Bisch- well, it their mirror image. It's it's Hogan and Hogan too. It's the Spider Man meme. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's a younger, it's a younger Hogan. Um, Bischoff says that Luger's never faced talent like this before because, quote, the WWF champion barely made it past mid level in WCW. He's
2: very eye rolly isn't he? Uh, like the WWF. Oh, champion.
1: crap. We're great. Oh God, we're so much better. <laughs> I just can't. This is it now for the next four years until they actually become crap
2: and then he has to go and get a job with them
1: oh yeah. what a dream but I get why Vince hired him
2: oh yeah you know easy.
1: you want someone that's going to go you know, with a gumption to go up at, at yeah. you during your height you know fair fair place to you fair yeah. fucks to you for doing it uh, Luger puts Hogan in the rack after a whole lot of nothing really Luger goes puts Hogan in the rack and so this is where after about eight minutes the match starts to wrap up yeah. so Luger's got Hogan up in the rack Hogan isn't submitted. At one point, Hogan grabs the ref's arm, yes, as if to stop him from making a call. So well, then Hogan starts to fade. The ref checks Hogan's arm once, down it goes. Yes. Checks it, it twice, up. down it goes. Ugh. Holds it up for the third time, <laughs> but before the ref can check, Luca drops him <laughs> and goes, "I won." <laughs> you fucking idiot
2: (laughs) you fucking idiot I like when you swear because you you can tell you don't swear a lot and it's like there is a line in Disco Elysium about this and it's (laughs) like you can tell that he doesn't swear a lot because the words ring out of the mouth like a shotgun. Yes!
1: <laughs> that's what swearing's meant to do. Swearing's yeah. meant to be impactful. Well, that's it. And, and, and when people use every other word, then it loses... This is the problem, is that uh, we, we've bullets. been doing
2: this too much. So now any chance I can get to swear, I, I swear. Because it's like yeah. I spend all day having to go,
1: ooh, flippity-doo. doo da. But then we're both like that. So then when I can just look down the camera and go, you
2: <laughs> fucking idiot! He is though, like you'd wait for the fucking bell. You'd wait for the referee. You would. You'd wait for the referee to be like, you know. Alright, he's out. And then you're gonna hear him step over. And then when he steps, that's when you let go of him, you, surely. You've got him! Like, you've what got now? him! See you later. Like this, they like, for example, there's like It's <laughs> just waving by like.
1: This I did guy. it! I won! Like there's the NXT Takeover just gone. There was Dragonoff who had Volta in the in 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 the sleeper hold, yeah. And even when Volta was tapping, Dragunov holds on until the bell, just to be
2: sure. That's uh, it's too like, far for me. That mate, that's what too you realistic. Need is, is classic Kurt Angle, who obviously took so many notes from these guys. <laughs> if you watch any Angle match, you'll actually learn that that's how you're supposed to do submissions. Angle used to always famously just very loosely, horribly applied the ankle lock, and it never looked. No, like, it's what, you know, could you imagine Kurt Angle being ankle lock, ankle lock, ankle lock, opponents getting ready to tap or fade, or Brett in the sharpshooter, opponents getting ready to fade, and then he just goes, nah. Like the, you, the one job you've got when you apply a submission manoeuvre is to hold on to it. The argument you could make in defence of stupid Luger is... It was so loud, he just
1: couldn't hear it, yeah. guys. Is that, is that he his, his back is to the ref. Yeah. So he can't see what... The, but even all the more reason to hold on and yeah. wait for a verbal but like, cue. But he knows he's being
2: checked. He knows the arm's being he, checked. So How can he, not, the, yeah, he, he can feel, feel the, the arm the, being checked. The tendon's so unless, moving. Unless he got nudged and then it was like the first one felt like nudge two, and then the second one felt like nudge three, then he's going to go... But then the bell's not going to go, and he's going to go... But that's but that's too but subtle. That's too subtle, yeah. Like not it even the commentators be... picked that up.
1: Oh. It's too subtle. So so uh, Luger... Fucking idiot. <laughs> um... He's lost. He, okay, he hasn't won. Uh, so he goes to beat up Hogan again. Who starts to now Hulk up. Yes. Hogan's in charge now. Leg drop of doom. Come on, top, join doom. in. You. <laughs> buff, buff, buff. Big boot. Leg drop. Fucking Dungeon <laughs> of Doom. Dungeon of Doom, come out again. This is, this is our first one, and this, look what you've done, it's our first one, look what you've done to Sam, he's got kids
2: Oh my god Dungeon of
1: Doom's back,
2: and okay, we're not even done They're with the real stable guys, they've got to come out, and they've got, to... I'm going to keep trying to be an apologist as much Mate, as I can The the bullshit is still on the horizon
1: We're we're not even done yet! So, Dungeon of Doom are they're battering Hogan, and only Hogan! And only Hogan! They didn't fancy a bit of Luger. Didn't fancy Luger, for whatever reason! Because they clearly, because even when it, even, when and Doom think you're a
2: fucking idiot, there's a problem. Maybe it was Hogan's creative control. Maybe he was like, <laughs> because you smirked on the ramp of me last week, I'm gonna take all the babyface heat. <laughs> I'll have all the here. shine, brother, you, brother, brother. You, you narcissist. <laughs>
1: Get out. <laughs> so then Savage uh, and Sting run in to save Hogan and presumably Luger.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, like Sting and Luger are, are close, I guess. I think they, they might have like, alluded to the fact that Sting's his friend.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, they, they re- and they hammer this home in the next yeah. bit. So uh, Dungeon of Doom, they're, they're, they're sent packing. So, and then as the baby faces are in the ring, uh, Hogan and Luger shove. And this clearly, like, there's anger here, anger here between these two. So when we yeah. come back from break, Mean Gene is there, back in the center of the action. Hogan is upset because after Luga gave him the match of his life, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Dropped. sure, sure he did. He gave you a match. Of all the matches you've had in your life, that was one of them. Um, but it, Hogan is is concerned and wants to know why the Dungeon of Doom didn't beat up Luger. How did Hogan know?
2: Hogan was getting a shoe in on the other yeah, side of the ring. The oh, couldn't
1: have, oh, stop it, brother. Oh, <laughs> couldn't have noticed you're not touching Luger. Do you are go and hit, ow, oh, brother, you're going to hit Luger for a bit. So like, they all go, hey, they didn't hurt Luger. And then Savage goes, yeah, dickhead, you not hit Luger. <laughs> Why did they not hit you, Luger? Uh, Sting sticks up for Lex Luger here yes. and says, look, this is my friend and I trust him. And hey, look, we need a, f- a member for our team, Vader's AWOL. Mm-hmm. This is the team, guys, and Savage isn't having it. Savage doesn't trust him. Hogan's not sure. Um, eventually, eventually, uh, st- Hogan agrees to give Luger a shot in their team. Yeah. You know, and says, hey, look. You can join our team, but Luger wants a caveat to this. Luger says, "I'll join your team if you give me a title match." And then Savage is like, "Ah, oh, I knew there was a there was an ulterior motive." And they're all arguing as the show's got off the air, so we don't quite know if they're. I think they're yeah, a team. It's,
2: it's kind of it's it's all going to flesh out. Yeah, but it it doesn't really matter at this stage because early Nitro will happen and then it'll start getting into a bit of a rhythm and once it gets into a bit of a rhythm we mm. should we should start getting less and less of these but it's going to get worse and worse somehow <laughs> uh, on the point of sting though have you ever seen sting a moment of truth i have not no sting a moment of truth this is, is the... i believe a self-financed film <laughs> that i think it's self-financed anyway but either way it's a biographical film of sting's life okay. but sting stars in it and he's telling a reporter like his story, and then it does the uh, harp, you know, the and the wavy screen, and it goes back to the past. But you see, like uh, him and Warrior, that like, the stories of those two coming up together and everything. Uh, and it is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It's, it's fantastic. The the he's basically re- like retelling all of these tales to a reporter. The reporter is in his fifties, but he's dressed like a toddler on his way to school, like with a little <laughs> cap on it. It's it's just. All kinds of crap in the best way. Yeah. Like I, I think we need to like twitch this at some point. I it's think on we YouTube. probably should. We, should. we should probably get it watched. I'm pretty down for that actually. Yeah. I'm down for that We'll wait until so we got a sting heavy week and then we'll throw it in as a bonus. <laughs> uh, next
1: week on Nitro, Paul Orndorff and Johnny Bieber had one-on-one. Yes. And then Bishoff goes, Will the nasty boys be in action? Will the American males debut? Or how about the blue bloods? We'll find out next week. He doesn't know. <laughs> But well, there's no, graphics it's, it's, for
2: them! But it's 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 uh it's uncertainty, isn't it? It's uncut, uncensored. So the the graphics kind of ruin that. But if mm. they didn't have the graphics, or you're just listening to it, it's kind of like, oh, there's more people, there's more people, there's more people. It could be this, it could be that, it Stray. could be this, it could be that next week. I might see these people wrestle. And it's back then when the internet as as we were saying was, you know, a lot less. And you didn't have your TV listings, you know, you buy TV Guide, Magazine, whatever, it would just be like WCW Wrestling, 9 p.m. All the stars from Hulk Hogan to Randy Savage and blah. And it'll be the same copy paste paragraph every single week. Wrong. So maybe it was like a way of, oh, then this could happen and this might happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of time, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we got time for it. We're out of time, it, So we got.
1: Cut to ah. black. <laughs> um, Favourite moment from this week? Uh,
2: it's got to be the Luger dropping at two or...
0: <laughs>
2: oh, no. It, it, if it's what? Luger, there's so many options because you've got Luger dropping at two. Yeah. You've got Luger coming out for a hot dog and <laughs> walking to the back. And then you've got the Dungeon of Doom just <laughs> rocking up beating up two people then only beating up one drawing to like <laughs> oh it's Lex Luger gonna join the dungeon of doom <laughs> like what are you gonna do <laughs> fucking wrap bandages around and front of a mummy <laughs> oh no wait we're, we're gonna get there. He's our like, hottest prospect
1: He's okay. the hottest prospect from the other company about doing the shittest faction in <laughs> our company <laughs> tune in to find
2: out next week Get.
1: That's all we got time for, folks.
2: <laughs> oh, we get to sign off with that. We get to sign off the podcast with it. I
1: reckon that we sign off with, um, we're out of time. Hold
0: up.
2: Yeah. We're no out of time.
0: time! We're out of time! He's at
1: Lester Find on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us! Lex Luger, you fucking idiots! We're out of time! <laughs> For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.